You can fool some of the people all of the time and all of the people some of the time, but you can't fool all of the people all of the time. So said Abraham Lincoln. This is Walking Your Talk, a personal development podcast about leadership, authenticity, and courage. I'm Carolyn Taylor, and I've spent my life working with leaders in organizations on how to change their culture. But this is much more personal. If you want to be known as someone who walks your talk at work and beyond, then this podcast is for you. What a blessing it is to be trusted by others. People want to work with you, to do business with you, to be served by you, to help you out. Trustworthiness really does grease the wheels of working with others or open their hearts to you, to use a rather more romantic expression. I think we can paper over the reasons why some people mistrust us. And as Abraham Lincoln says, we can get away with that sometimes. But in the end, I find it catches up with us. I have to say that of all the people that I work with in organizations, and as you would have gathered, there's a lot of those, it's far more common for me to hear people complaining that other people can't be trusted than it is to hear people asking about, how can I build myself to be a more trustworthy person? So there's lots of people all over the organization looking and pointing the finger at others, but very few were trying to walk their talk and learn how to become trustworthy. So that's what I want to cover in this episode. What does it actually take to win trust from others? And I do find that when people trust and when they use the word, I trust you, they're actually describing three quite different things. And there are three quite different reasons. And I wonder if you find the same thing. I find it useful to separate them out because I think the tactics for each are a little bit different. The first is that they find you trustworthy because you're reliable. You do what you say you'll do and you deliver on time and all the rest of that. The second is that they find you trustworthy because you're congruent or authentic. What you say seems to line up with what you're thinking and feeling. In a sense, they don't think you're lying. And the third is that they trust your intentions or your motivations and that those are good, that you mean well for them, that you have their best interests at heart, that you won't screw them or damage them in some way. So reliability, authenticity, and intent. All of these are versions of walking your talk. But it's worth looking at them separately if you want to become more trustworthy, because they can each be improved. And if anyone ever says to you that they don't trust you, ask them why, and you'll find that their answer will fit into one of those categories. So it's worth having a good look at the mirror to figure out which of those three might be letting you down the most. Let's start with reliability. When you give your word that you do something, do you do it? Do you deliver on time, on spec, as promised? 
kind of basic foundation stone to being seen as a good employer and a good supplier. It's what makes any business tick. I explored what it takes to give and keep your word. In some of the episodes in my series on accountability earlier this year, especially in episodes 109 and 110, which were the ninth and 10th episodes of our first year of this podcast. So after listening to today, you might want to go back and take another listen to those or listen to them if you haven't heard them before. Because making good promises and then delivering on them builds trust consistently over time. In fact, a small technique that I use, which I'm sure others of you might do, is to deliberately make a promise when I meet somebody new, like a prospect that I'm, we're looking to do business with or something, and then, and then keep it. So last week, for example, I was talking to a client about the 5-2 fasting routine that I've been following for several years, and he was interested. And so I said, oh, you know, let me send you through some of the details. And as soon as I got home, I pulled together the link to the original BBC documentary by Michael Mosley, which, by the way, I highly recommend, and a couple of links to other articles and books and sent it all through. And in my email, I just say, as promised, here's some of the info on the 5-2 diet. Good luck. Yeah. Now, I'm sure you would have tried that, but it really does work. I think you gradually build, oh, okay, this person says they're going to do something and they do it. I think what matters even more are the bigger promises that we make to deliver things that other people rely on. Accurate forecasting, for example, being on time, delivering a report on Friday when I say it will be Friday, because somebody else has got to take that report and do something else with it on Monday. Whilst that seems straightforward, it actually requires a particular mindset First of all, that giving my word really does matter, that I am a person of my word. And secondly, that blaming others and providing all sorts of reasonable reasons why something doesn't happen in the way that I said it would is not actually acceptable. So again, explore this in more detail in my series on accountability earlier on this year. So reliability then is the first requirement of trustworthiness. The second, authenticity. So what makes you feel that someone is authentic? For me, it's a kind of gut feeling. And it's based on their congruence. I had a colleague for a long time who was always smiling and sweet. And, you know, she was great company. Yet somehow I never felt that what she said to me was the full truth. From time to time, I did hear from others that she was actually really against something. But when she was with me, she would say she supported it. She actually found confrontation really difficult, and so she would avoid it. So she didn't actively set out to harm me, but her inauthenticity made me never fully trust what she said. She had a great many other qualities and talents, but that one was a key for me, because I couldn't trust her to speak the truth. So I could never work with her quite as well as I did with other people. I want to know what you really think. Even if I don't like what you say, I always want to hear it. So how can you get better at that? I do cover speaking up more deeply in episode 15, which is on courage, and also in 19, which is on being values-driven and particularly about using that to speak your mind. It takes courage, I think, to be authentic, for sure. And it takes self-awareness because sometimes we actually do successfully hide even from ourselves what we really think. 
So know, though, that every time what you say and what I think that you are thinking are not aligned, you do create a barrier between me and you, and you deprive me of who you really are. And I know that. Maybe not explicitly at the time, but on a feeling level over time, my trust of you erodes. So authenticity is the second pillar of trustworthiness. And the third pillar, and this is probably the most important of all, is that I trust that your intentions towards me are good, that you mean me no harm, that you're not using me for your own ends, that you won't toss me aside when you've got no further use for me, and that you want me to be happy and to be successful. And this one is so important in what can be such a hotbed of politics and backstabbing. And sadly, in some organizations, this has become a cultural norm. Because when this happens, even those whose intentions normally are good are reduced to playing the same kind of games as others in order to survive. And I hope for your sake, you're not living in a place like this. And the truth is that if you play win-win in a win-lose environment, my old friend Robert Kiyosaki taught me, you become shark bait. So if you find yourself in that situation, and that's not who you are or you want to be, you may find the best course is to leave. But on a one-on-one -on -one basis, you really, I think, can ask the question, if you suspect you're not fully trusted as a boss or a colleague or as a supplier of services to your customers, do I really have their best interests at heart? And what if their interests are not mine? How can I align them both? How can I find a way of meeting both? So intent then is the third pillar of trustworthiness. So let's turn this into action. What can you do to increase your trustworthiness on each of those three dimensions, reliability, authenticity, and intent? First, find some people whose opinion you do trust and ask them directly what would make you more trustworthy in their eyes. It's actually a great exercise to do in a team building workshop is to set up so people ask, answer that question. And listen carefully, and what you will hear are answers that relate either to reliability or to authenticity or to intent in their answers. Secondly, then, ask which of those three, as I've described them, might be the most valuable for you to work on. And thirdly, consider what that might take. So, if it's reliability, Try being more deliberate in making promises and also owning everything that might cause you not to deliver. If you're late, for example, improve your ability to manage your own time and leave earlier rather than blaming the traffic or the last meeting being late. If you got too overloaded, instead of blaming the fact that everyone keeps pouring stuff on you, look at your own ability to say no and allow yourself to get distracted. So that's reliability. If authenticity is the area you want to focus on, then take steps to tell the truth or a truth to someone you previously smiled and said it was all great when it really wasn't. Take that risk to speak your mind. It's never easy. One step at a time, small movements. Work on the people, first of all, who you 
think will help you do that rather than are very intimidating. But in the end, you have to step into that abyss and do it. And if it's intention you want to work on, work with the question, how can I help this other person to be successful and happy as well as myself? That's the really big question that underpins whether or not people believe that you have good intent in what you do. Now, each of these three are big steps. I don't want to mince words here. They take time and they take dedication. Each, though, will definitely build other people's trust in you and make you more trustworthy. And being trusted then leaves others to want you as a supplier, a successor, a partner, a colleague. So it's possibly the biggest investment that you can make in yourself is to help yourself become more trustworthy. And I wish you really well with that. So we've got one more episode to come in this series on trust. Next week, I will wrap it up with an episode on trusting yourself. So if you want to hear more about trust, join me next week. And goodbye for now.